Nizik continues to update from the Joint Ministerial Council. Notorious gang leader killed in Haiti. Nepal's government bans social media app TikTok. The latest sporting news and weather forecast. All those and more coming up right now. Listeners, you have tuned in to RTC 89.1 FM. Thanks for joining us. It's the middle of the work week, Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Officers of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force are investigating two separate robberies which occurred on the evening of Saturday, the 11th of November, 2023. Around 6.26 p.m., a security officer was on duty at a business place along Industrial Drive, Providenciales, when two armed males approached him. Both the officer and a female employee at the establishment were robbed of their valuables. The armed suspects made their escape in a waiting vehicle. The second incident occurred around 10.34 p.m. near the Five Keys Junction. A male was traveling south along Industrial Drive in his vehicle when another vehicle almost collided with him. The male exited his vehicle and observed someone wearing dark clothing and a mask in the other vehicle emerge. A firearm was pointed at him and the armed suspect proceeded to rob him of his belongings. The robber escaped in a waiting white vehicle. Investigations are continuing by the serious crime team. Should you have any information about these incidents, the public is advised to notify the closest police station. Contact 911 or contact Crime Stoppers at 1-800-8477 and anonymously give information. We now turn over to the office of the Premier for the JMC Journal news segment for Day 3 of meetings and highlights from the United Kingdom. Welcome to day three of the JMC Journal, where our Honorable Premier and his delegation represents the Turks and Caicos Islands at the 2023 Joint Ministerial Conference and other engagements in the United Kingdom. Premier, how has the first official day of meetings been with the launch of the Joint Ministerial Conference? Well, there are two major topics on the agenda for this JMC. One has to do with what is called joint declaration between the United Kingdom government and the overseas territories. And that occupied most of the day yesterday. We went through uh, the 23-item, I think it's the 23-item list. And I think we went through line by line and uh, were able to iron out all of the, the issues. And so that was finished yesterday evening, and we hope to be able to uh, sign it today or... or at least tentatively so. That's very insightful. As you've mentioned that this year's JMC is focusing on two key topics, one of which included the joint declaration. Can you share another key topic that is being discussed at the JMC? Yes. The other major topic of discussion 
is the public accessible register of beneficial ownership, which is very important to the overseas territories, particularly those that are involved in the front end of the financial services industry. Uh, we will be discussing that tomorrow in depth. Uh, and then we have several other meetings with, dif with different um, parliamentary committee meetings. Thank you so much, Honorable Premier, for your remarks. Here are some highlights as to what the Premier was engaged in today. The Premier will take his seat at the roundtable at the JMC with his fellow OT leaders to finalize the joint declaration. The joint declaration covers several areas, including governance, economies, defense and security, environment, communities, healthcare, and education. A key portion of the third day will be the discussion around public accessible registers of beneficial ownership, which is topical issue around the financial services industry that exists in the overseas territories. On this third day, the Premier will speak to the Public Administration and Constitutional Affairs Committee, and they have begun a report into the constitutional relationship between His Majesty's government and the overseas territories. The Premier will also appear in front of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee. The chair of this committee is keen to strengthen links between the UK Parliament and the overseas territories by ensuring that the committee sharpens its scrutiny of the way in which the FCDO manages its relations with all the overseas territories. This evening, the Premier will join the other leaders at Buckingham Palace, where they will have an audience and small reception with His Majesty King Charles II, following which a reception and dinner will be hosted by His Honourable the Speaker, Lindsay Hoyle, MP, at the Speaker's House, Palace of Westminster. And that concludes Day 3 of the JMC Journal Newscast. Tune in daily at 1.30 p.m. on Radio Turks and Caicos to hear more updates during his official visit on the JMC Journal's newscast. Thank you so much. We appreciate keeping the public informed on what is going on and letting them hear from our leader firsthand. Now the Turks and Caicos Islands commemorated Commonwealth and British personnel who fought in the two world wars of the 20th century and in subsequent conflicts on Remembrance Sunday November 12. Often celebrated on the second Sunday in November, Remembrance Day is also known as Armistice Day. People wear brilliant red poppies on this day to honor those who lost their lives while serving in the armed forces. It also commemorates the anniversary of the First World War's end in 1918. While on the island of Grand Turk, Her Excellency the Acting Governor Anya Williams laid a wreath at the Cenotaph Forecourt of St. Mary's Pro Cathedral. In addition, the acting premier, Honorable E.J. Saunders, paid his respects by laying a wreath in the Cenotaph Forecourt of St. Monica's Anglican Church in Providenciales. Similar ceremonies were conducted at St. George Parish and St. John's Anglican on the islands of South Caicos and Salt Key. As stated in the memoriam, let us remember before God and commend to his sure keeping those who fell in the two world wars and all subsequent wars, those whom we knew and those whose memory we treasure, and all those who have lived and died in the service of mankind. Bobby Fulford, the last living member of the ex-servicemen legion, was laid to rest earlier this year. This service was especially special to Fulford as he proudly wore his medals with honor. 
the Acting Commissioner of Police, Honorable Members of the House of Assembly, the TCI Regiment, Cadets, the Medical Department, the Red Cross, Kiwanis, Rotary and Scouts were among the other participating organizations and groups that also placed wreaths throughout the islands. And the Crown Land Unit will be embarking on a public awareness campaign to discuss the 50% discount and amnesty on residential leases. December 1st, the team will be in the parking lot of Butterfield Square from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. December 6th, they will be in the nation's capital at the gazebo facing the Lands Division office, also from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And on December 8th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., the team will visit the Green Isle of North Caicos at the District Commissioner's Office. Please keep those dates in mind, and we will remind you again. That was a look at Local News Regional is up next. And just before we take a look at Regional News, First Edition with Cheryl Ann Foreman and Chivago Jolly will be airing tomorrow, Thursday, November 16th at 9 a.m. here on the Nation Station, RTC 89.1 FM, with the acting premier, the Honorable E.J. Saunders. Please tune in. Iskar Andres, a powerful gang leader in Haiti who was known as a former math and physics teacher, met his demise in a neighborhood within a sprawling seaside slum that he controlled. According to reports from the Associated Press, the exact date of his death remains unclear. However, Andres' death has raised concerns of an escalation in gang violence within the already volatile region. Andres' transition from the role of an educator to a feared gang leader has shocked many. Reports are that Andres led a ruthless gang involved in a wide array of criminal activities, including murder, robbery, extortion, rape, and hijacking. Andres joined forces with notorious gang leader Jimmy Sherizier, known as Barbecue, becoming a key figure in the G9 family and Allies Alliance. Haiti's largest and most potent gang group. It is further reported that media interactions involving Cherizier required prior approval from Andres, exemplifying his significant influence within the gang. Andres and his associates were also accused of paralyzing operations at a crucial fuel terminal in Port-au-Prince. And the government and people of Taiwan, through the Embassy of the Republic of China in St. Lucia, under the leadership of Ambassador His Excellency Peter Chen, continues to fund major bilateral projects and finance St. Lucia's 2023-2024 budget. On November 6, the government of St. Lucia received grant funding of more than $3.9 million from the Republic of China-Taiwan to support eight bilateral cooperation projects. According to a press release from the Office of the Prime Minister, this significant funding from Taiwan will support a range of critical initiatives, including one, Equipment for Transport Division for the Department of Infrastructure, Ports and Transport, Project 2, Refurbishment of National Cultural Center for the Ministry of Tourism, Investment, 
creative industries, culture, and information. Project 3, Solarization of Fisher Cooperative Societies. Project 4, Cemetery Expansion. Project 5, St. Lucia Tourism Awards, The Gimmies. Project 6, Security Controlled Access Security System Upgrade. Project 7, Procurement of Containers for Customs. And Project 8, Procurement and Installation of Inventory Software and CCTV. Taiwan continues to steadfastly provide ongoing collaboration and primary support to St. Lucia's development. That was a look at Regional News. World News is up next. Nepal's government decided to ban the popular social media app TikTok on Monday. The announcement was made following a cabinet meeting. The government has decided to ban TikTok as it was necessary to regulate the use of the social media platform that was disrupting social harmony, goodwill and flow of indecent materials. It wasn't clear what triggered the ban or if TikTok had refused to comply with Nepal's requests. TikTok, owned by China's ByteDance, has faced scrutiny in a number of countries because of concerns that Beijing could be using the app to harvest user data or advance its interests. Countries including the United States, Britain and New Zealand have banned the app on government phones despite TikTok repeatedly denying that it has ever shared data with the Chinese government and would not do so if asked. And an estimated 36 million adults in the United States have received the updated COVID-19 vaccine as of Monday, this according to new data from the federal government. Additionally, about 3.5 million children have also gotten the updated shot, according to the survey, which is a sample size of the United States population from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. This is roughly equal to the number of Americans who had received the bivalent booster, which was targeted against different COVID variants by this time last year. While this means that uptake has not lagged compared to previous seasons, it also means just 13.9% of the adult population has gotten vaccinated. And a Florida businessman is serving five and a half years in federal prison for stealing nearly $8 million in federal COVID-19 relief funds, a portion of which he used to acquire a private island. Reports are that Patrick Parker Walsh was living lavishly after obtaining his paradise, known as Sweetheart Island, which is a two-acre uninhabited oasis tucked away just a mile off the coast of Yankee Town, a Gulf Coast town in Florida. Walsh's private island acquisition is among the more unusual purchases made by pandemic fraudsters. Still, it is just one of the many in a wave of pandemic-related fraud that has swept across the nation. He's just one among thousands of individuals who have committed what may be considered the most significant grift in U.S. history. Together, these fraudsters have potentially ship-honed off over $280 billion 
from federal COVID-19 aid with an additional $123 billion being wasted or misspent. That was a look at World News Sports is up next. latest scores from the inter-primary school football matchups. It was a battle of North and South, Ona Glinton Primary versus Eliza Simons. Final score, Ona Glinton 3, Eliza Simons 0. Scoring for Ona Glinton would be Jemai Robinson, Godwinson Casimir, and Makai Rosen. Then we move on to Providenciales, Thelma Lightburn versus Mills Institute. Mills defeating Thelma Lightburn 3-0. Scoring for Mills Institute, Dante Nicholas with two goals and a Moy Senior. Then we see five keys against Leeward. Enid Capron versus International School, five keys being the champions. Defeating International School 1-0. Scoring for Enid Capron, Marcus Skippings. Then Elite Christian Academy versus Provo Christian. Elite defeating the team 5-0. Scoring three goals was Mongerard Wenchelson. Jacob France with one, and St. Brew Robinson also with one. Final matchup would be Richmond Hill versus the Ianthi Pratt. Game score, Richmond Hill 2, Ianthi Pratt 1. Scoring for Richmond Hill was Ronaldo Pierre and Jace Mullings. Scoring for Ianthi Pratt was Asani Glinton. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. For the North Atlantic, Caribbean Sea, and the Gulf of Mexico, a large area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms over the southwestern Caribbean Sea is associated with a broad trough of low pressure. Environmental conditions appear marginally conducive for development of this system, and a tropical depression could form late this week while the system begins moving northeastward across the western and central portions of the Caribbean Sea. Over to local weather conditions, intervals of clouds and sunshine, scattered showers are expected, highs of 86 degrees with a real feel of 91, lows of 78 and winds are from the east-northeast at 16 miles per hour. That wraps up our midweek weather forecast. A look at what was in the news today, Premier Mizik continues to update from the Joint Ministerial Council. Notorious gang leader killed in Haiti. Nepal's government banned social media app TikTok. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you missed today's presentation or any other, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Turks and Caicos, enjoy your evening. Thanks again for tuning in.
Our afternoon news major is brought to you by CG Insurance. Good like that. Call them on 649-941-3195.